This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah. Tuesday, good morning to you. I am Alex Pearson. It is that time when we bring in our friend Tom Gorski, managing editor over at Black Lives Reporter. Good to have you, sir. Lots coming up here. Thank you, Alex. I'm hoping you can answer this. I've been very curious. This all just kind of went away, but this is what involves a Christian Freeland, and she's going to be facing questions by MPs over her dealings with the Beijing bank dubbed Communist Party Front. And um she promised to suspend work with the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank about five months ago. But we never got answers as to why. And there's so much stink around this thing because a former employee actually said that thing is really bad. Well, Ooh. essentially, yeah. the, 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 in, the whistleblower said this is organized crime. This is a bank for criminals called the Communist Party of China. And Russia has some directors on the board. Can you imagine? That's quite a collection. This is not a lending institution. This is a bank for gangsters. And Canada bought shares. This was a Bill Marno deal. It goes back to 2017. This was the twilight of we, China has to be our friend because the 21st century belongs to China. You remember those oh, days? Oh, I do. And we just had to spend money, and we had to run trade deficits with China so they would be our friend. Well, you're right. Back in June, five months ago, Freeland said when it got a little hot with the allegations and the whistleblower uh, claims, we're not going to – we're going to freeze all government ties. Everyone said, well, what does that mean? Where's the money? So did we get our money back? Mm-hmm. MPs have finally had enough. In December, they will summon the whistleblower mm-hmm. and – Minister Freeland, to explain themselves. Yeah, how, how much, this was not a small amount of money. Oh, no, it was over 350 United States, million United States dollars. It was over half a billion Canadian. Oh, sure, yeah, no, and Bill Morneau said in the day there was questioning. Senate National Finance Committee, I recall it like it was yesterday, said, are you sure? <laughs> and we got nothing and for it. And he said, no, it, it's right? about jobs, yeah. jobs, jobs. And there weren't any jobs. There were no big Canadian construction contracts through this. And then when the whistleblower came out and said this uh, is, he, did, he called it a cesspool of yeah. Communist Party intrigue. This is Bob Pickard you're doing? talking about. And Bob he, and he, he Toronto publicist, yeah. Yeah, he, he literally said it was so bad, like he couldn't not, not say anything. Like he was like, I, 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 I had to leave. Like it's just, and so I think there'll be a wealth of information. My duty as a Canadian, he said, as a, as a yeah. patriotic Canadian, I can't have anything to do with. And he was the chief of communications for the outfit. When you have someone run out of a bank and say, you should see what's going on in directors' meetings. And, and uh, I'm sorry, Minister Freeland thought she'd get away with a, a snappy news release and never talking about it again. MPs are getting fed up, Alex. Well, yeah. 
follow the dollar and it's like it adds up to billions in these very questionable deals that we got nothing for. Like nothing. And then you're trying to uh, find oh, answers. On this one? Yeah, no, yeah. this was a swindle. Absolutely. Yeah, just like a, a can and, and, and like there's so many. There's so many. And you guys have reported on them. But the Department of Health, they did 20 internal audits. And reports on the pandemic mismanagement, they're not going to release any of them because why would it's they? A, they're not going to have an inquiry. Why would they have that? And so, isn't this unbelievable? No, it, it's not. It's totally unbelievable. unbelievable. I, I, <laughs> That's a I, sad I, thing. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> 21. They, we only see a casual reference and a Department of Health memo. They have 21 internal audits and reports that talk about what a car wreck pandemic mismanagement was at the public health agency and the Department of Health. And you're right. They have dogged it on a public inquiry. Well, what are the other kids on the block doing? Let's see. Australia in September announced Mm -hmm. their public inquiry. Italy voted in July. They're going to have a public inquiry. United Kingdom, they've had one going on for a year and a half. My favorite is France. Their judicial inquiry is now into its third year. (laughs) Indictments are flying. Meantime, you're going to have these lumberjacks at the public health agency give themselves all pandemic hero medals. They did that. In a velvet box. Yes, they'll get that velvet box. Everyone's a hero in a velvet box. (laughs) And we're not going to tell you what our internal memo said. We've only seen one in three years. It would peel the paint off the side of a house. It talked about lack of preparedness, lack of expertise, lack of capability. It was balloons and crayons down there. And they were the group assigned for pandemic management. It was rich in irony and failure. Yeah, nothing to see here. It is it is ghastly how little transparency we're getting. And it's, it's just, I have to laugh, Tom, because literally my head will blow up or I'll cry. I'm sorry to say, Alex, you know, people get partisan in this town. Is it this party? Is that party? Sometimes it's just bad government. Can we just say that? This is expensive, mediocre government that is veering towards subpar. It's just not acceptable. You had 55,000 people die. The economy tanked. The feds borrowed and spent half a trillion dollars. Did you think you were going to keep it a secret? It's just sad. Yeah. A lot of people made a, a lot of money. They did. And a lot of people lost um, and then it brings us to yet another lack of transparency. And here we go. Uh, cabinet will not disclose this confidential federal blacklist of Nazi fugitives. And so not only will they not have any investigation into how a Nazi got into our parliament, and Tom, I don't need to lay it out for you, of all the Jew hate, all the oh, shady history of our country that's just completely normalized now. Um, and, and now they're, Jewish groups have been very clear. They want the list if not just to find out for historical purpose who was let into this country when every Jew is being turned away, and they won't release it, but they're not. It's all gone. You know, it's interesting, and Cabinet promised seven weeks ago, we're going to look into this. Of course. Senior, senior public employees are going to vet this. We're going to be releasing records because it's a legal obligation, and it is. You know, it's interesting. People, this is, someone will say, well, this is ancient history, and this is, you know, this goes back to 1950. No, no. It goes back to September. No, no, there's a common thread. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there's a common thread. Ask yourself, why, and they were asked at the time, what possible reason would Cabinet have for not releasing its secret list of Nazi fugitives? Well, 
It could be one of three things. It could be inertia. Never discount that. Sometimes they're just incompetent. (laughs) It could be embarrassing or it could be liability. Now, now, now suddenly it gets keenly interesting because if you're going to try to bury 75-year-old secrets about who was let into this country under Louis Saint Laurent, well, then, of course, you're going to bury who was to blame for throwing away two million pandemic masks before the pandemic. Of course, you're not going to explain your half billion investment in a bank run by the Communist Party of China. Now we begin to see the thread. And that's what bad government is. It's complete lack of transparency. They're in charge. We're not. They will tell and we will listen. That's the scenario. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but there is something called a moral compass. Do they know about that? Alex, you're, that's a loaded phrase these days. You know, that is, we are so far beyond that. You mean about just doing the right thing? I don't hear that anymore. Yeah, me neither. Okay, we'll talk again, Tom. Thanks. (laughs) 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 At least we can laugh, right? (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. All right, there it is, Tom Korski. Uh, joining us here today. Yeah, I, I got to laugh because it's just outrageous. Jewish groups ask for one thing. Give us the list. Just give us the list. What Nazis live here? No list. Well, take a look. They live everywhere. 